Welcome to Retail Done Right. I'm Christine Gonzalez-Wertz. And I'm Jeff Fisher. Christine, I loved your LinkedIn post where you asked for feedback on pain points in retail. I asked some of those who weighed in to share their thoughts. Let's take a listen. What do you think is the worst part of the retail experience? What would you most want to change? I most want to change checking out. It's either a cattle call, or you have too many items, or better yet, the nightmare of self-checkout. With a mask on, the bags stick, people in a rush, you're getting pushed, products don't scan, you just can't win. It goes on and on. And then when you have to get someone from the store to help you, they're always rolling their eyes like you broke their machine. I prefer to use self-checkout. I believe that every store should have the kiosk for self-checkout as well as um, we should be able to opt just for email receipt where some store has that ability. However, they still wanted to print out some coupons for you. Or even if you ask for an email receipt, you still get the printout receipt as well as email. That doesn't make sense. Sometimes the worst part about checking out is finding someone to actually check you out. Department stores now seem to be understaffed, and sometimes you have to walk around the whole store to find someone to check you out. Waiting for anything sucks. In a physical store, waiting can directly impact your experience and the impression you take away with you. But waiting to pay is the worst. I'm in your store. I've selected what I want. Then I have to wait to give you my money. Can you think of anything worse, Christine? Am I exaggerating here? Oh, I wish you were, Jeff. I will purposefully avoid stores that have those cattle shoots. Seriously, is there anything worse than being in one of those queues? They were designed to handle a bunch of problems at the front of the store. Staff shortages, shoplifting, people's inability, or lack of desire to queue correctly. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? (laughs) No matter what, when I get up to the counter, I have to remind myself to be pleasant to people because the person behind the register did not design the abject misery that is the TJ Maxx, Nordstrom Rack, Alta, Joann's, and even Whole Foods in my Whole Foods checkout experience. I agree with you. And- I think it's pretty clear, but today we talk checkout. We're offering up our recommendations to redesign, reconcept, frankly, fix the checkout experience. Welcome to Retail Done Right. We're in the era of the customer channel where shoppers rule. This requires retailers to be empathetic and supportive of their customers in every way. Hey, Jeff, can I back up my point with a fact from our good friends over at Shopify? Please. 61% would rather shop with brands that also have a physical presence over an online store. More than 70% of the surveyed consumers said that the checkout experience is their biggest pain point. I'm so relieved it's not just me. Or me. I'd say we're definitely not alone. I'm part of that 61%. I'm going to kick it off, Christine. Let's start with the basics. 
we're in the fourth quarter. Yes, Christmas shopping season. There's clearly demand out there and people are shopping. It may not be practical to roll out any new processes or even new tech now. Clearly, that would be a mistake. But you can reiterate, reinforce, and work with your teams that the checkout is the last impression you leave with your customer. Let's get back to basics. It's time to treat the checkout as priority number one. A positive, fast, and efficient checkout process can help to soften any frustrations during their shopping journey. Managers should be on the sales floor monitoring the ebb and flow of traffic. It should be all hands on deck before the queue backs up. Smile. As Lou Chessman shared in our episode about the labor market, a smile goes a long way. That's probably the understatement of the year. Thank the customer for coming. Welcome them back and mean it when you smile. Thank the guest. Welcome them back. Yeah, I'm going to detour for just one second, Jeff. I had a BOPUS experience yesterday where I went running into a company that rhymes with let go to pick up some dog leashes. And every time I have been in the front of that store doing the exact same thing, there is nobody there to check me out. So I have gone and gotten into the cabinet, gotten my stuff and left. The last two times I have waited for somebody to do this. This time I came in, I opened the thing, I got my stuff out and I was going and somebody came up and accosted me. Ray, you know who you are. And he's like, you can't do that. And I'm like, well, the last few times I've been here, there's been nobody up front to help me check out. And he got in my face. I am sitting there saying, oh, please send me a survey. Oh, please send me a survey. Contrast that, or the very first time, remember you paid with Square? Absolutely. Or Apple Mobile Checkout, or no bulky registers, more or hopefully better interactions than mine with Ray. And now with new integrations like what SAP is doing, you can track stock, you can complete other functions. Using similar technology upfront in your store at the ordering process at quick serve restaurants, it helps employees be removed from cash handling. It helps them create more and better conversation. And it's just a a way that increases and makes for a better checkout. We really have to fix this because we're in this odd place where people want to have the ability to just walk out. And stating the obvious, Amazon's Just Walk Out technology is available for licensing. MasterCard's Shop Anywhere platform is also available. That was co-developed with Excel Robotics. These things simplify the checkout process. Wait, wait, wait. What checkout process? It replaces the checkout process. Exactly. You just covered a lot of ground there, Christine. I definitely remember the novelty and ease of purchase with Square. In fact, when I use Square to this day, I know my receipt will simply be emailed to me. And I recently attended MJ BizCon in Vegas. I'm foreshadowing here for an upcoming episode. I'm excited for that one. I know, I am too. And while there, I visited the newest casino, Resort World. There's a new Fred Siegel. I love their original store on Melrose in LA. And they have an entire convenience section that is just walk out. Such a great use of this technology. One of the first parts of this move really took place overseas where cash was first removed from checkouts, which is both efficient and effective, and it dramatically improves the process speed, safety, and potential loss. 
and that revolution has just gone on. We'll talk a little bit about some of the challenges in doing that, but it just makes life easier for a lot of people. According to Progressive Grocer, self-checkout surged in 2020, growing 25%. I quote, a global trend with the way people pay for their items is expected to continue to shift. RBR forecasts that by 2026, there will be 1.5 million self-checkouts installed globally. A growing number of those units are likely to be cashless if 2020 is any indication. Cashless terminals accounted for 55% of global shipments last year, according to RBR. Again, guys, we are including all of the links in the show notes. So if you want to catch up on any of the articles we're referencing, like great one from Progressive Grocer, it'll be in the show notes. I can also tell you what doesn't work. Adding another technology in the middle of the in-store experience, such as a handheld scanner. Now, when I first did this, I had one opinion, but reflecting back on it, that handheld scanner, if it's not your phone, it isn't going to work. Adding layers is not frictionless. And there is just way, way, way too much room for breakage, both of the tech and the customer experience. When I tried it, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great either. And there were things that the scanner would not pick up. You know, you always have to have all of those straight UPCs. You have to be facing it at exactly the right distance. That's just going to frustrate consumers. I think we're seeing models that, quite honestly, help clear up and create ways to smooth the process that go beyond the scanner. For a long while, Grocer Wegmans has allowed you to weigh and tag your own veggies and bulk items. The same with Shady Maple, which is an IGA or Independent Grocers Association store. Tech in the store should be supportive to speeding the process at the front of the store. But what if your phone is dead and there you are with a cart full of groceries and you don't want to hit the six-person deep massive basket line? Can you use your face or would you use your face for frictionless checkout, Jeff? Uh, yeah. I'm not. No way. I will do it at U.S. Customs, but I'm really not sure I want the grocery store maintaining that data about me, especially not because it is a Russian retailer X5. Now you reveal things. So Russian retailer X5 may have as many as 3,000 of these self-checkout installations with facial recognition technology, and we are putting a picture in show notes installed by year end. They believe that it is a way to use contactless biometric technology and shoppers can pay with a glance. Just imagine me at the cosmetics counter paying with a glance. I can't imagine how much that would cost me. After that brief aside, Russia's X5 isn't known in the US, but in its home country, it's about the equivalent of a Walmart or a Kroger They have about 18,000 stores, so they're putting it in roughly one in six of their stores. They are about $30 in revenue, and they're also an early adopter and global trendsetter when it comes to putting tech in the store. It's why it's worth paying attention when they are looking at ways to eliminate friction, whether it's facial recognition or another form of contactless biometrics. There are problems with this if you've got a woman with a burqa or other potential coverings. Well, I've tried self-checkout and the different checkout scenarios that are out there, at least in my market. And, you know, Walmart, I'm looking at myself 
on the screen as I'm using the self-checkout. So they're already taking a video of me. Why not just extend that to payment? Yeah, I suppose that does make sense. You can say as much as you want that we should go to Russia and go to an X5 store. Not going to happen. Well, actually, that was going to be my next suggestion. (laughs) Eventually, eventually I will go back to Russia. I will say, though, it makes sense to use your phone as opposed to using a store's handheld device. And I do grant you that the biometric option is even more frictionless. Yes. And I think we both know the value and power of data. And this is really where the money is. How we shop, especially grocery shopping, is so telling. In grocery today, personally, I absolutely prefer self-checkout. No guessing which line will be shorter. No issue with another line opening and the person at the end of the queue rushing to be the first in the new lane. Let me have control. One of the things that we look at is how do these kinds of things build relationships with customers? Exactly. Is checkout a way to really make real your love for the customer? Giving people the option to take their purchase with them or have it delivered home. If I've done pre-shopping online, which of course I always do, then went to the store and found out I wanted more. Target, I'm looking at you. How does tech make that happen simply? Then deliver everything to my house? Sure, I'm in. The retailer wants all that data also. Gives them insight into the merchandising into the in-store presentation, dwell time insights. Of course, the last place for a long dwell time is at the checkout. Shopping pattern insights. It's a win-win. Look at the entire ecosystem and integrate it from online to social to in-store. Browsing sucks online. Why not add a chatbot so you as a browsing customer can get your questions answered right then and right there? Then give the customer the option to purchase now, send it to their home, pick it up in the store, whatever they prefer. Oh gosh, I'd love a chat bot in the search process. I don't know who came up with faceted navigation, but we are so far beyond it. It kind of just blows. There's no serendipity. There's no sense of discovery. It's just endless scrolling. Give me a way that we can make it interesting. The way you have that in-store experience. If the journey starts in store, then don't force your customer to go to the checkout queue. Give them options. Send it to my home. I could go on. Yeah, Jeff, and that last idea and just piling it into the shopping cart and having it delivered within 90 minutes. Yeah, I do that. I probably wouldn't pay 10 for that, but I might go for five. And if I'm willing to go for five, then people will probably be in for three and you might be able to make a revenue stream out of that. Exactly. And I know it wouldn't be an episode without me going all social cause and the like. So let's talk about another really great story I found. And that's about Tiffany Haddish. Yes, that Tiffany Haddish, because she wants to be a grocer. And I quote, I want to be a grocer. I want to grow in my community, says Haddish. Grocery stores have thousands and thousands of products in them, right? And when you go to Home Depot and Michael's, they teach you how to use their products. Grocery stores never teach you how to use their products. And I guess you're just supposed to already know because you've been eating all your life, right? But if you grow up in my community in a food desert, you're not necessarily going to know. She has a point. She does. 
that whole ability to at checkout be able to add some interesting things for people to say, do you want recipes? Do you want other things that we can help you with? Instead of cluttering it when I'm trying to shop, you only get like three questions there. I'm not going to say you want to delay the checkout experience. People are trying to get out. But is there a way to actually use a teaching opportunity as people are nearing the experience of getting out of the store? It's a tough one because when people get closer to conclusion, their point of view is to wrap up and go. Yeah. So why do we still have checkouts? Yes, self-checkout is easy. And now we're seeing more choice there, but I still see people queuing to have a cashier ring them out. How much do you think is that the impulse? I think less and less. I really do. It seems like the trade-off between the revenue that's generated from the impulse in the queue could most likely be offset with efficiency and simplicity at that point of your shopping journey. It might compel more repeat visits. It might compel more brand loyalty, right? Yeah, I think that's absolutely possible. Apple did away with their cash wraps years ago, and they put the power in the hands of the salesperson to simplify it for the customer. But I know there are multiple people who don't like that, and some are confused by it. So I want to go the other direction in this. The Dutch are some of my favorite people, talented. They're often iconoclastic thinkers. And Supermarket Jumbo created what's called the Kletzkasse, or chat checkout. Now, you may have heard me mention this before on another podcast, but they've recently expanded it to 200 stores, and they are redefining the meaning of the supermarket. 94-year-old Christian Smits and Dutch minister Hugo de Jong officially opened the Altogether Coffee Corner. This is an extension of the chat checkout, which was designed to support members of the community who want to have a little bit of that conversation. They're older or they might be living on their own and they might want to have an interaction. The goal is to create a meeting point where elderly people can meet with locals and volunteers of the Alais Vor Mikar Foundation. The foundation is fully dependent on local volunteers and has been operating for a year and has been very successful. They bring in volunteers and lonely elderly together, and the volunteers help out by accompanying the shopping, lending a hand in the garden, and the jumbo supermarkets want to contribute positively to this whole new meaning of ecosystem, and they happily host these coffee corners. I think this is a great example of really being connected in with your community as well. This is really quite wonderful. I love that. And let's put the power in the hands of the customer. Let's develop those relationships with the customers. Let's support the customers. We're speaking about the customer channel here. There's no better place for this to become real as with the checkout process. We have an opportunity to break down the barriers or, Christine, to your point, even eliminate them or at least instill the importance of this last impression with the care and attention it needs. Smile, thank your customer, welcome them back. It's so important. I brought it up earlier when we were talking about cashless. In some communities, cashless is not an option. 
So Philadelphia and other cities are banning some cashless only checkout. Because you're talking about the underbanked here, right? Yep, absolutely. That's why I love that Tiffany Haddish example, because she also wants to create a local not-for-profit bank. They go hand in hand. They do. They do. It would ease some of the tensions for the economically disadvantaged in neighborhoods if people could avoid that short cycle borrowing trap. So you have to pay attention to what is going on in the community. And all stores, especially local stores, exist in service to their community. And that's an important thing to remember. Tiffany Haddish had been indicating that she'd been reading about financial literacy and the power of a dollar in the neighborhood. Bear in mind, she was a foster child who has experienced homelessness. She had learned that in the history of Black people, when it comes to money, there are disparities how dollars circulate in the Black community and how you actually bring people into the respending of dollars in South Central in particular. With all of the grocery stores shutting down there, it seems that their dollar only circulates for eight hours a day versus many days in the rest of the community, right just a block away. Christine, you're really talking community. You're really talking about knowing your customer, understanding your customer, supporting your customer, delivering the services and the products that they need and that they want, but also going above and beyond, which I think is a very smart approach. People are saying they don't have talent, and that's why you're seeing all of these self-checkout options rise up. I also want to bring that back and tie to food insecurity and food spoilage, since we're very focused on grocery here. Food that has the potential to spoil can be sent to food pantries. It's really important to make sure you're doing that. But I'm going to go one step further, and I'm going to add in some self-driving cars. Okay. (laughs) Just hang with me here, Jeff, for a minute. I know we're reaching, but it's aspirational. Did you know that in 2020, payments giant PayPal allowed their people to select if they would like to be paid every day? No. Yeah. With automation, you can actually do that. And it's really simple. It's not a big drain on anyone in your organization to process payroll. Now, What if, bear with me here, what if you could offer somebody who can work for you sporadically the opportunity to use their wages loaded to a payment card? Okay. And what if you could supplement what they buy with a percentage of items that would be going to a food pantry so you can save them a trip and cap it at a percentage or a dollar value or an item count? And what if you could then send that mom, and yes, I think it's likely to be a mom who's working to feed her kids or her family in an Uber or a Lyft or some other self-driving vehicle or a local van with the bags so that she can get them home and get them into the house pretty easily. So you've used all of these things together. You have started to deal with food waste and insecurity. You've started to deal with your talent problem. You've started to deal with the ability to get people in and out of your stores and to have people be able to shop better and keep dollars in the community. How about that? You've taken the idea and the conversation about checkout beyond, which shows you the importance and the value, the critical nature of the checkout experience. 
it is directly tied in with knowing your customer, tied in with the sense of community, with the idea of a relationship. We can do better in retail. It's the part of the system most people interact with regularly. There's a reason retail is critical infrastructure. We didn't close so much of retail because it's important. Well, especially grocery, right? But grocery was just one of the type of retail that remained open. You're exactly right. It's critical to our daily lives. And let's make technology work in different ways to really make a difference in our daily lives and our communities. Absolutely. It's time that we reinvent that experience where we exchange money with customers at the front of the store these days. How do we make it easier for those who are just ready to pay with a card and walk out? But how do we also make it easier for those who either require an interaction or who would benefit from having one? I agree. And because of where we are today, we're really in the holiday season, the Christmas season. Let's not lose sight of the power of a smile, of the importance of the checkout, and the critical nature that this is really a lasting moment, the last impression as they leave a store that you need to make sure is a good impression, if not a great impression. Christine, let's go shopping. Absolutely. And if you are one of those people who works in retail, We want you to know that we appreciate you. Absolutely. hundred percent. We know the difficulty of being on your feet all day, of interacting and talking with sometimes wonderful, great customers and sometimes frustrated customers and a lot of other things probably getting communicated to you and told to you and the tasks that you have to do. But this is the time to find your inner smile and to really project that to the customer as well. We support you 100%. You rock, and we hope we see you out there. Now, Jeff, let's go shopping. I'm there. We're in the era of the customer channel. It's time to change our approach and business practices to deliver what the customer wants. This is Retail Done Right. Thank you for joining our conversation. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, basically any podcast platform, or on RetailDoneRight.net. Please connect with Christine and me on LinkedIn. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening. And our theme music was composed by J.D. Sirawat. Thank you all. Look for the articles mentioned in the show notes published on Retail Done Right under podcast. Talk to you soon.